0: This is Raising the Standard, Leadership, Mindset, and Development for the Ambitious Christian Man. Identify, unlock, and access spiritual secrets and strategies grounded in biblical truth so you can run your race and maximize your impact and influence. It's time to lead yourself, your family, and your world. Let's get after it. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Raising the Standard. Hey, I was just spending some time with Jesus this morning. I was in my word and I came across this passage and the Lord has just been unwrapping it all day for me. There's so much in here. It's so chock full of, I can count at least five lessons. And it was so good and it is so good that I just wanted to bring it right to you guys and share it with you. And what I wanna do is take a few minutes just to break this down for you. So let me set the scene. I'm not gonna read the Bible to you. I'm gonna just explain what's happening in this passage. So I'm looking at Luke chapter five. And here's the scene, guys. Jesus is starting his ministry. He sees the crowds, he sees a boat. It's actually Peter's boat, it's Simon Peter. It's before Simon Peter is a disciple at this point. And he says, can I borrow your boat? And Simon Peter says, sure, he gets in the boat, he pushes out a little bit, and he sits down like a normal Jewish teacher would in that day and age, and he begins to teach the people from the shoreline. So he's in the boat, picture the scene, Jesus is in the boat sitting down, he's teaching on this calm, peaceful sea, the people are around the shoreline, they're accepting, they're receiving what he's saying, and he borrowed this boat from Simon Peter. All right, listen to this, I'm going to drop the first bomb on you here. In Proverbs, there is a scripture. Whenever we see scripture, guys, it's truth. doesn't matter how many times a truth is mentioned. It can't be more true than it already is. This is the power of the principles and the scripture and what the word shares with us. And the first thing I want to point out is that in Proverbs, we have this scripture that the borrower is subject to the lender. Yes, I realize you probably heard that before and I realize you probably know that's true because you have a mortgage or you have a car note or you have something that you borrowed from the bank and you realize I am subject to them because I borrowed from them. I am subject to the lender. But in this story, we see something different happening. Do you know that that same kingdom principle applies to God? The borrower is subject to the lender, is not just for you and me. Do you see that God created the universe? He creates the world And he operates and he upholds it by the word of his power. And there are principles. There's these kingdom universal laws, if you will, that hold everything together. And it's not just that we're subject to him. It's that he is subject to them because he created them. And they reveal something about his character. So in this story, get ready for this. Jesus is the borrower. Jesus is subject to the lender in this story. I know that might sound foreign to you but just stay with me for a minute because he walks up to peter and says can i borrow your boat and peter says sure jesus as we just explored preaches from the shoreline and when he's done he turns to peter and he says now i want you to row out into the deep cast your net off the side and you're going to have a great catch so in this instance Jesus is the borrower, Peter is the lender, and Jesus is getting ready to repay. It's a kingdom principle. You let me borrow your boat, I'm about to repay you. Go out into the deep, throw your net over, and you're gonna have a great catch. So what happens next is really important for us to understand because guys, this is a picture of us. We are humanistic in our thinking a lot of times. We rely on our logic and our analytical abilities as we look at situations. We're not always seeing with the eyes of the spirit, and we're not always seeing the way God wants us to see. And that's what Simon Peter's doing here. He is a fisherman. He knows that lake like the back of his hand. And in fact, he just came in when he lets Jesus borrow the boat. And his response is, We just came back from fishing all night and we didn't catch a thing. But then he says, if you insist, I'll go out and I'll follow your commands. So he allows his obedience to override his logic. A lot of us will lose it right here. We just never were obedient because our logic took over and we said, that's just not going to work. Nope, that must not be the Lord. I'm not hearing correctly. I don't think that's what I should do. So, because it's not what you think you should do, you end up missing out on a blessing of what God wants to do in your life. Peter overrides logic with obedience. Okay, so here's the next part of the story. They get a catch. It's a catch that's so big, it starts to break the nets. He has to call his business partner over. There's a second boat. I need your help. And at the end of this catch, both boats are so weighed down by this extravagant catch. It's above and beyond. It's more than they need. It's more than they could think of. It's more than they asked for. And it's weighing down the boats, both of them, to the point where they're almost sinking is what the scripture says. So here's a takeaway from you. If you got a poverty mindset, scratch it right now because Jesus provides above and beyond. When he blesses Peter, when he blesses people, it's up to him how he wants to bless them, how much he wants to give them, and guess what? There is no cap on the super abundance that God can pour out on any one of his followers. So if you're limiting your thinking, and if you're thinking, I just need enough, or I just want one or two fish, that's not the way Jesus handles this situation. They are businessmen. These fish represent finances. They represent resources. They represent money. And Jesus gives them above and beyond more than they need it. Okay, guys, the next part of the story I want to tell you, and this is huge for us as men because we have a hard time receiving. We have a hard time accepting gifts, receiving gifts. I've talked about this on other episodes. It's part of our DNA, the way we're wired. We're naturally givers. We're not naturally receivers, but as we come into the kingdom, we have to learn how to receive from our Father. And in this instance, we have a picture of Jesus giving a gift, an extravagant gift. Peter, And Peter's first response is, I am not worthy. I am a sinner. And we start to see this shame kick in in his life. He's thinking about all the things he's done that's wrong. He's thinking about his sin because that's what he declares with his mouth. And he starts saying, I'm not worthy. Just leave me leave me. He's not celebrating. He's not throwing a party at the fish and at this big catch and this big financial windfall he got. He takes the posture of humility, but he also has a little shame mixed in there and he starts to reject God. He starts to say, I can't accept this. I'm going to push this away because I don't know how to deal with this much blessing coming in my life right now. I'm not worthy to receive this. And how does Jesus reply? He says, fear not. And he goes on to give Peter a new identity. So in that moment, when Peter is acting out of shame, rejection, guilt, condemnation, Jesus comes in and just wipes that away and says, do not fear. He breaks fear off of his life. Could you imagine the words of Jesus physically in front of you saying, do not fear. You better believe Peter probably snapped to attention and was like, something just left me something just broke off me when this man in front of me said do not fear that's the power of the words of jesus when he speaks he breaks off the fear he breaks off the shame he breaks off the rejection and he does this when he starts to transition into giving peter a new identity up until this point peter was a sinner peter identified with i'm just a worker i'm a blue-collar guy i throw the nets off i bring them in i sell my fish for an honest price I'm just an ordinary guy. That's the way Peter saw himself, and even less than that, because he calls himself a sinner. And Jesus comes in, he breaks all that stuff off, and then he gives him a new identity and says, from now on, you will be a fisher of men. Right there in that instance, he redefines Peter's identity. He changes who he is, and Peter starts to agree and acknowledge and see it. And perhaps the most powerful verse in this entire story is verse 11, where it says this, After they pulled their boats ashore, they left everything and followed Jesus. I don't think Peter had a lot, but what he did have, he left behind and he followed Jesus. So here's some questions for you guys. And they're also questions for me. Number one, the borrower is subject to the lender. What do you have in your life right now that you can lend to God? He wants your life. He wants your time, your talent, and your treasure. Is there something you can give to him? Is there something you've been holding back that he's asking for? And the key is this, when you give it, he will repay you. I also wanna point out that Peter's first response was humanistic and it was full of excuses. It won't work, I've already done this, I just came in. Where are you making excuses in your life? Where have you lost faith and you're saying, you know, I just don't think God's gonna do it that way. I lost faith for that, I no longer believe for that. I don't believe for the impossible anymore because you're relying on your logic and your human analytical skills. And Peter overrides his logic with obedience. So where in your life can you lay down your logic? Can you lay down your human reasoning and let obedience lead you to where the Lord is calling you? Okay, so we got this picture of an extravagant blessing. Are you limiting God right now in your thinking and what you're believing for because you have become a person who just wants enough? I just need enough. This is all I need. It's very small. It's very sparse. It's a scarcity mindset. It's actually rooted in a poverty mindset because I just need this much. I just need one loaf of bread. I just need a couple fish. I don't need that much, Jesus. If you would just meet this little need that I have, where in reality, your father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. We have a picture of a father that's good, that's wealthy, that's full of resources. And what I think a lot of us do with this is we take the blessings and we make them all spiritual. Oh, God's going to bless me. I'll be rich in patience. I'll be rich in love. And of course, he wants to do all those things in your life. We have the fruit of the spirit. But in this instance, it's a physical blessing. It's a physical manifestation. It's fish, which equals money. So it's okay for you to receive a blessing from your father or for him to intervene supernaturally and give you the resources that you need. Stop limiting God and start expecting Your need to be met above and beyond. He wants to bless you extravagantly. And guys, material prosperity is not off the table. That's not all we're chasing. That's not what we're making this out to be. That's not why we follow Jesus. But trust me, he can meet every need that you have above and beyond. The next thing I see, guys, is that Simon Peter rejects God. He says, I'm not worthy. Shame takes over and he can't receive. He hasn't learned how to receive. He's never been taught to receive. And Jesus has to do some work with him right on the spot to get him to see himself differently. He does this through breaking off fear. He does this through giving him a new identity. Guys, where in our life are we rejecting God? Think about it. Where have you said no, or I'm not worthy, or I'm just a giver, I I like to serve. I'll show up, I'll do these things. I'll do things for other people, but God wants to bless me. That's harder for me to accept. That's harder for me to deal with. And you need to take the posture of someone who knows how to receive good gifts from their father so you can have everything you need to have so you can be everything he calls you to be. And the last point I wanna make is this. They left everything to follow him. Maybe you're not being called to leave everything, as in all of your possessions, your business, your household income. Maybe it's not that extreme, but what are you holding on to that you haven't left behind to follow him? What's stopping you from following Jesus? What's that one thing? Maybe there's a few things in your life that you need to give up and leave behind so you can go on and get into that promised land that God has for you. Guys, these are powerful questions. They were powerful questions for me to ask myself, and I wanted to share them with you because I know if you address these questions, if you sit with them, and if you really explore your heart and work through this, I believe you will get a breakthrough. Until the next episode, let's raise the standard. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If what you heard here today resonated with you and you want to fully step in to be the man that God created and called you to be, then I want to give you a free guide. It's called The Map, and you can get it at standard59.com. In The Map, I will give you 12 biblical strategies that every kingdom man pursuing biblical masculinity must honor. If you're ready to step off the sidelines and pursue the upward call, then get the map today at standard59.com. That's standard59.com. Hey, if there's a brother in your life that needs to hear this message, then share this show with them and please leave us a rating and review. It helps get the message out there to more men. Until the next show, guys, let's raise the standard.